You're listening to Orange County's only station with critical business information, Critical Mass, with your host, Rick Franzi. And welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and this business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. All of our shows can be heard exclusively here on octalkradio.net, Orange County's only community radio station. We are broadcasting from their state-of-the-art studios in the tech space facilities in beautiful Costa Mesa, California. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we encourage you to consider listening to the show live during our broadcast times here on OC Talk Radio. This show is brought to you by our commercial sponsors, Decision Toolbox, Succession Strategies, Smart Business Magazine, and Smart Stop Self-Storage. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience, to make better and more informed business decisions. We do that by interviewing thought leaders who have experiences that you can learn from. If you're listening to the show expecting to hear my interview with Caleb Walker of Chronic Tacos in Huntington Beach, well, just hold on. He'll be with us a little bit later in the show. Our first guest today is Marla Rausch. She is founder and president of Animation Vertigo. Marla, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Rick. Thank you for having me. Why don't we start by asking you just to share your background a little bit. Kind of what did you do before you started your current firm? Oh my gosh, that's like a, a mix and of several things. I used to work as a consular officer in the Australian and the uh, Canadian embassies in the Philippines. I used to be a financial advisor here as a, an Ameriprise Financial. Hmm. And uh, back in my uh, college years, I was a journalist major, wanting really? to be a jur- yeah, journalist okay. major and uh, studied to be a lawyer. And then I learned animation, and now here I am. So, heading a business in animation. Well, okay. So I love to ask entrepreneurs how they get to their latest business because it's rarely a direct route. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to high school, college, prepped for it and started my business. And now here I am. And you certainly have a varied background. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the inspiration for why you started Animation Vertigo. And then, interesting name, what is it that you do? <laughs> yeah, well, um, so it all started because... I think mine would be a a little bit unique. I started because I was pregnant waiting for my husband to get done with work, and he worked in uh, an animation studio as well. Well, he was doing this thing with motion capture, and uh, I said, hey, I'm waiting for you. What are you doing? And I learned it. He taught it to me. I started to learn it, um, the uh, details of the... Um, uh, the animation industry at that time, people were, you know, looking for work. They'd get a job. Then once the project is over they kind of go somewhere else because the project's done. And this kind of happened. So I got freelance work doing that. And, well, what happens is, especially when uh, you start training someone, they you train someone, they start doing it, then they have to go somewhere else. Then you have to retrain somebody else. And it's a process of basically training people to work somewhere else. Sounds like it. Yeah. So at the end of the day, what we decided was we hit a little bit of a, a idea there. I used to be. I used to live in the Philippines, and I'm very familiar with the way the Philippines uh, system goes. So I said, there's lots of talented people in the Philippines who don't have the opportunity to try to do, you know, motion capture and gaming and film and entertainment. What if 
we do this for them? What if we do this and uh, open up the talent pool for people here in, in the U.S. or people in the world? So mm-hmm. that's kind of where Animation Vertigo started. Animation Vertigo is an outsourced company for uh, motion capture animation, and uh, we've been doing it for almost 10 years now. Okay, so our audience are business owners, <laughs> entrepreneurs, 2 to $30 million companies. They mm-hmm. may not be familiar with what is meant by the term motion capture. So I'm intrigued the fact that, uh, being curious, you learned to be able to do this, and now you have a business around this, and yes. you're employing people around the world doing it. So take us back. What is it exactly that your firm does for your clients? All right. So motion capture is basically that idea of um, if anybody's watched Avatar or Beowulf or Christmas Carol, these are animations that make use of actual human motions that we then translate into a 3D world. Okay. So that's motion capture in a nutshell. And basically what we do is getting that animation into the preparatory stage to where it then can be molded from the human uh-huh. to let's say an ogre character. And that's what we, uh, that's what Animation Vertigo does. We get it prepped up for that, um, costume change, if you will. Okay. And you said earlier something that I found interesting that a lot of it um, is project work. Mm-hmm. So the people who are the anim- animators yes. who do this work are kind of chasing the next job, yes. sort of like the traditional entertainment project base. But your model was to build a permanent, mm-hmm. well, permanent regular employees who work full time yes, or as much time as you have work for them to do. And they are on your uh, they are part of your company. Yes. So once you've trained them, you retain their intellectual ca- capacity and this is true. So um, the idea then is in, in our business model, it's we started with uh, motion capture tracking, which is like the, if you think of it as the level one in motion capture okay. animation. Thank you. We're getting a little class here. Yeah. That. That's good. <laughs> so in that in that level, we, we, we gain people and they, they learned it. And it's a uh, man hour heavy job. So there's a lot of hours that you're working on it. And it's very tedious work. It's, it's a lot of patience that one needs to do that. As we progress, you can't keep somebody doing the same job over and over. I don't believe in that just because creativity gets stifled. Right. So you keep going down the process. What is level two? What is level three in the motion capture animation pipeline? And so we, st- we train them up, keep training them up. And that's how we keep the work regularly coming in. We're able to keep the uh, our employees to be regular employees because at the end of the day, you're looking at projects that will sustain you. Once this project ends, you need something else to come come in and you know keep you going. Right, and um, from your website, I've seen I saw that you have had partnerships and clients with some very recognized names in the industry as yes. well. So, when did you start your firm? I started the firm in 2004. Okay. Yeah. And uh, started it with uh, uh, actually working with uh, Sony Computer Entertainment in America, which is down in San Diego. We were privileged enough to work on some of their biggest games, uh, God of War, for example, which is a real uh, bestseller. And uh, started working with Activision as well. Um, One of our big projects was uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Right. So know your name for the gamers (laughs) out there in the world. Yes. So which is, you know, as uh, people have found out, it's a billion dollars. All in there. It's amazing what games can do. People must think you're really cool. Right? <laughs> My kids do. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're going to take our first. Well, they'll always think you're very cool, Marla. Let's hope. <laughs> We're going to take our first commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Our first guest is Marla Rouse. She is the founder and president of Animation Vertigo. And when we come back, I'm going to ask you a little bit about your philosophy for business. We've got a range of questions we're going to be asking you. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back after these commercial words. 
talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. I got stuff to the right, more stuff to the left. Got enough stuff, but I can't take a step. So I smart stopped and took a minute to think. I need a little better spot, not under the sink. With smart stop, I leave the stress at the door. Cause it's the smart way to store. Smart stop bucks the system. Your first month's rent is just a buck. Your next three months are half off. Call 888-97-STORAGE and mention this station. Goodbye clutter, hello floors. Smart stop, the smarter way to store. When you use the Premier Rewards Gold Card from American Express, the rewards points can keep on multiplying. Buy three with triple points on airfare. Buy two with double points on gas and groceries. And a single point for pretty much every other dollar you spend on the card. Then, start choosing from over a million rewards to redeem all those points. Apply today and the annual fee for the first year is on us. Call 1-800-AXP-GOLD or visit AXPGOLD.com. The annual fee for the card is $175. See terms, conditions, and restrictions at AXPGOLD.com. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. We would like to thank and acknowledge our loyal listeners who download our show as a podcast. In the past 30 days, you've downloaded over 12,000 episodes of the various Critical Mass Radio Shows that we have aired live here on octalkradio.net. And we do really appreciate your continued support. All of our shows can be heard live on this radio station or rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher, as well as a variety of other podcasting services. Our first guest today here on the program is Marla Rouse. She is the founder and president of Animation Vertigo. Before the break, I said I was going to ask you a little bit about your philosophy. So tell us a little bit about your philosophy guiding principle, we call it here on mm-hmm. Critical Mass Radio yeah. Show, for as you're growing and leading your firm. Well, I think though. I think of it as how I would, how would I like to be treated as a client? How would I, well, how, what do I expect and what do I want to receive? And this is what I tend to do with, with my clients is that you have the expectations that they set for you. And my goal is always to meet it and try to go beyond it. Um, if the deadline is, you know, 10 days, then let's see if we can do it at nine. Let's see if we can do it at eight. It's making sure that they're always, um, comfortable with me. Um, and one of the ways I do that is to meet with them, be have a personal relationship with them, not just a vendor client. I, I think of my clients as partners in this. And if they're successful with what they do, with their game, with their movie, with their um, episodic work, then I know I've been successful as well in my work. And that's sort of been my guiding principle. It's making sure that when they're successful, I know that I've reached that level of success as well. So I, I have a couple of technical questions All in right. a sense that you're a mid-sized firm. You told me, mm-hmm. you know, your organization here in the U.S. and in Philippines employs quite a number of people, but relative 
immediately compared to someone like Sony or some of the other companies yeah. you've done business with, you're small. Yes. So how did you, what's the secret from your perspective in getting these larger companies to trust that you're going to be able to deliver on what you tell them you're going to be able to deliver on? Well, I think I've been very fortunate. I was able to work with Sony first, uh, like I said. And by working with them, uh, the quality and the uh, the standard that I've set was met. And it was something that they felt comfortable with because I understood what they were what they were expecting. And it was a word-of-mouth sort of way of expanding where uh, they then talked to another, you know, gaming and motion capture is such a small industry in itself okay. that they're able to share you know oh how did you do you know this many character seconds in one month oh we've been working with this firm now for a few months now it's animation vertigo and that's sort of how i gathered my clients and uh if you start with sony then you start to talk with you know activision and you know right. other bigger clients were and you worried at all when you started with someone <laughs> as big as sony going did i Bite off more than I can chew here? Was that at all a concern of yours? Well, of course it was a concern. It, it, it was huge. It was something that if you take that risk, you either, you know, show up or you quit. You know? <laughs> Nine years later, you're here in the studio talking about it. And, exactly. Right, because you pulled it off. Yeah, you, you, you take a risk. You have to jump off that cliff and know that, um, as long as you believe in yourself, I know what we were doing was right. I know what we, I know what was supposed to be expected. I had a very firm grip on what the output was at the very start of this thing. And to this day, when we have new clients coming in, I have my hand in the in the pot, if you were, and make sure that, hey, okay, let me see how it looks. What is it? Because I feel like I would know best. If it's the quality and the standard that I want, then I put my stamp on it, and I know that this is something we can release. And fortunately, my clients have always appreciated the level of communication and the level of work that we've been able to produce. So you're here in Southern California. Mm -hmm. um, a bulk of your, a majority of your design team is in the Philippines. Are the clients that hire you here in the U.S., is this a global industry? Tell us a little bit about, as a business development leader, mm -hmm. it sounds like you're on the front end of the business bringing in the clients. Where are they located? Well, they're actually located in North America and uh, Europe. Okay. Um, yeah, so a lot of our clients uh, are everywhere. Uh, we've been working with uh, various time zones, if you will. That's always a challenge. Always a challenge because, um, they, they seem to always expect me to be awake at every time, every hour. It, it's quite an interesting feat. The people in the Philippines, my team in the Philippines work 24-6. Uh, we have eight shifts, uh, three shifts rather, and uh, working at that speed and at that capacity, we're able to turn around a lot of the projects faster than a lot of other people can, a lot of other companies can. And that's a big plus for uh, leaders, especially when they're looking for something, well, we need it yesterday. Right. We need it amazing. We need it, you know, perfect. So... That's what we can do. And having them in the different time zones and us having three shifts, we're able to send it to them anytime they need. It's 8 a.m., you know, UK time, then we'll send it there. It's 8 a.m. here in the U.S., we'll send it at that time. And they're quite happy with that. It's I mean, as if it's available for them all the time. It sounds like it is. And I'm intrigued that while the revenue numbers are huge in the gaming industry, you said it's a small industry in that there's a few companies that are driving the volume, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So th that's kind of an advantage, I would think, for an entrepreneur 
when you can get started and have brand recognition with a, one of the large players, mm-hmm. it's e- maybe easier to domino some of the other large players because it's focused and you can get volume based on that. Absolutely. It's like having a, a small niche in, in some, in a, uh, at that time, I think we were, there were very few players when it came to the field of motion capture or service provide, providing. We were able, I was able to kind of, started at the time when there was really wasn't that okay. kind of uh, service pr- uh, uh, out there. So when I first started and you started with the bigger companies, uh, and like I said, you build it through trust, you build it through relationships, they're still with me and they're able to uh, stay with me for a long time because we're able to be consistent. That's the other side of having an industry that's narrow and small. You need to make sure that you retain the clients that you've captured, right? Exactly. So customer service and quality get it. We have about three minutes left for your segment here on Critical Mass Radio Show, yes. and I'm speaking with Marla Rouse. She is the founder and president of Animation Vertigo. Tell me about the future, Marla. We'll have you back in a couple of years. Where do you see Animation Vertigo? Animation Vertigo is going to do their own movie, Rick. Really? <laughs> We're, we're planning a lot of things, well, big things, uh, you know, doing something creative, something of our own. That would be nice to share. That, wow. I think that would be my goal. Wow. Absolutely. I was just at the Orange County Family Business Awards luncheon and a, and a family business that creates IMAX movies oh, wow. was recognized because they've been doing it for 50 years, the different movies that they've created for IMAX Studios. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows what the, <laughs> what the future holds? So if someone wants to learn more about Animation Vertigo, your firm, your business model, how do they find you online? Uh, we can be found at www.animationvertigo.com, easy enough, and uh, also in Facebook at Animation Vertigo. And a, a final question, I hope you don't mind. Yeah. I know that you're, uh, you have many people in the Philippines that are, that are your employees. We here just know of the significant storm that went through the, yes. the islands and through the country. Uh, is everything okay for your organization and your people? Fortunately, the storm uh, did not affect us uh, directly. Unfortunately, it hit so many other people and so many other places, and any help that anybody can do would be most appreciated. So if someone did want to help with the relief effort, can you give a sense? Is, is that available on, through your website? Absolutely. Through- they can look at my Facebook, uh, Animation Vertigo Facebook, and there will be links there where they can give donations to grassroots-level foundations that are helping these people right now. And that's really what we need. We need to get the aid to the people who need it the most. I'm, Absolutely. Th- one of the things that I see in the news is I'm sort of surprised at how much time it's taking. Here we yes. are six days now after it, and it still seems that the basic supplies haven't made it to the people that exactly. are most in need. Exactly. And it's just because the, the roads are impassable. Ways to get to the towns are impassable. These are fl- uh, far-flung villages that we're talking about and so people are already on the ground and able to pro- provide help those are the ones we should reach out to first and help to help them distribute this relief right and i hope that some of the business owners and executives that are listening to us live or maybe in the future as a podcast i'm sure the need will be going on for quite some time into the future so even if it's a year after you've been here on radio show on octalkradio.net i'm sure the relief efforts will still be going on Absolutely. to rebuild the country yes. and the islands yeah any help is good i'm going to have you back on in the future i want to talk to you more i'm so fascinated by an entrepreneur who just decided to get into the business and you've been very successful this is wonderful marla ross thanks for being a friend of the program thank you so much i really appreciate welcome you to our me. community thank you all right ladies and gentlemen stay tuned we're going to take a commercial break when we come back caleb Walker from Chronic Tacos in Huntington Beach will be our guest in studio. There's something happening out there today. All across America, we're seeing encouraging signs of economic recovery. Businesses are once again thinking about new growth, and new opportunities are emerging. 
But it raises the question, is your company positioned to take full advantage of the economic recovery and the opportunities it presents? Maybe it's time to ask, how has the recession impacted your business model? Is your business as relevant as it once was? Should you consider entering new markets or expanding into new categories? And what do customers really value about their relationship with you? The golden thread through all these questions and the answer to each and every one of them can be found in just one place. Your brand. It's much deeper than your logo and much bigger than your advertising. Your brand is the enabler of your entire business strategy. Rika's Baird is a brand strategy firm that can help. They specialize in business branding. They've helped hundreds of companies from startups to Fortune 500 leverage their brands to drive growth. They can do the same for yours. It's really quite simple. Find out more, just visit brandingbusiness.com. That's www.brandingbusiness.com. And plant the seed for economic growth. This is the sound of a flat-screen television hurled off a building. Now the new bike your kid wants. These are the things you could have all cast into oblivion. Because when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have bought with it. Use Energy Star light bulbs and appliances, and you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at EnergySavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. When you use the Premier Rewards Gold Card from American Express, the rewards points can keep on multiplying. Buy three with triple points on airfare. Buy two with double points on gas and groceries. And a single point for pretty much every other dollar you spend on the card. Then, start choosing from over a million rewards to redeem all those points. Apply today and the annual fee for the first year is on us. Call 1-800-AXP-GOLD or visit AXPGOLD.com. The annual fee for the card is $175. See terms, conditions, and restrictions at AXPGOLD.com. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. And at the end of the day, the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. So United Way is asking you to make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Be a reader. Tutor or mentor. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge now at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on our show may be the answer. Each month, sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our program. Last month, we delivered over 30,000 highly targeted sponsor impressions in the month. To learn more, you're welcome to contact our advertising department at 949-887-4104. All of our shows can be found as podcasts on our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. All right, well, it gives me great pleasure to welcome our second guest here, Caleb Walker, who is an owner of Chronic Tacos in Huntington Beach. Caleb, welcome to the program. Hello there. 
Why don't you tell us a little bit about your professional background and tell us about what you were doing before you decided to make the investment and purchase the Chronic Tacos franchise? Absolutely. I got actually into restaurants when I was 18 years old. Uh, started as a busboy working for an islands restaurant way back in the day. Um, after I graduated from college um, and from a criminal justice degree, I you know messed around with some sales positions, actually worked in the film industry for a couple of years, traveled around, got to see the world. It was a lot of fun. Came Sounds back. like it, yeah. It, it was. It was yeah. a good time. That all sounds good. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but 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 restaurants kept calling me back, really? if you will. They really did. So um, after doing that for a couple of years, I got a little homesick and uh, applied for a job as an assistant manager at a restaurant and uh, got the job. Even though I, hadn't, I didn't have any real rest, uh, management experience, but they took they you know they took a shot with me and it worked out really well. Within a year, I was promoted to the general manager position where I did that for three years. That was a franchise itself, um, so I kind of started seeing what you know was out there and how the kind of value that and the kind of money you can make off of a franchise system type restaurant operation. Right. So I started kind of uh, you know looking into different ideas and. Um, Chronic Tacos, I found out, was an actual franchise. I didn't know. I thought they were a corporate-run store. Uh Um, And so I approached them, got through the gatekeeper, um, and it all just fell into place from there. And that was over two years ago. So So you appear to be a pretty young man from from all, I mean, (laughs) congratulations to be this far along in your career where you're owning a franchise at a young age. I don't know. I'm 36. Okay. Yeah. That's young. Yeah. It's definitely younger, but people, I think I I think a little younger than I am, but yeah. Okay. um, That's good. That'll serve you well when you're 56. (laughs) Trust me, being 55, it's good if you look younger than you are. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I'll cash in. But so, you know, I really do. I have about 12 years of restaurant experience, Uh including uh, four years of management experience. So I feel like I had the credentials definitely. And I, I and I had, you know, I had that energy level, too. So So why of all the franchise uh, systems restaurant you could have purchased? Why uh, was Chronic Tacos the right fit for you? You know, it's all about timing with franchises, the size, how many there are. Are you willing to relocate looking for a location? For me, I wanted to stay in Orange County. Uh, There was just the right amount of chronic tacos to really de- develop that brand name and make it strong okay but at the same time there's still several good locations left in orange county and i was a big believer in it i'd been going since uh pretty much they opened up <laughs> you know what better reason than that right exactly. you love the food love the food so that's that's got to be a must right right you know we've been open for almost two and a half years and i still eat the food almost every day <laughs> wow. no that's that says something so <laughs> chronic taco is an orange chronic tacos is an orange county based franchisor correct absolutely Absolutely. Over, Newport? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Newport down the little shack one over down in Newport. You know, a little surfer town. It's got that great vibe. Uh, line out the door in the summertime. Uh-huh. You know, it's just, it's, it's a good, it's a good spot. So uh, I got a message, a uh, question from the audience. Yeah. Where is your location in Huntington Beach? So my location is the second one in Huntington Beach. There's actually two in Huntington Beach. Mine's over in the Bellaterra Shopping Center on Edinger, really close to the 405 and Beach Boulevard. Okay. I know where that is. Yeah, yeah. We're tucked over there. It's just a normal sized restaurant, a few tables, a few patio chairs, you know, um, um, but it's it's perfect size for a chronic tacos. So tell me a little bit about what it is that the chronic tacos offers. In other words, I recognize that it's a restaurant, sit down restaurant food. But what else? What other services are there? Catering? Anything else that you're doing out of the location? Yeah, catering's a big part of uh, you know chronic tacos. Especially you know you get in that Mexican food. We set up those taco bars for you. We also just re- we we just revamped our our catering menu too. So that's really helping out. 
we do um, handheld burritos, taquitos. You know, we'll come, we'll come over, we'll set it up for you. Um, it's fresh, it's 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 delicious. We we um, we do a lot of catering, so that's another big part of it, of course. Yeah, def- definitely. My mouth is watering as you're just talking. I mean, this all sounds so good, and and I think the the acceptance and the acceleration of healthy good tasting mexican food is on the ascension right i mean i think you're grabbing at a economic and socioeconomic trend right now people are looking for healthy mexican food and 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 my sense is chronic tacos is very flavorful and it's healthy absolutely that's that's huge for us you know you can go in there and you can feed yourself you know seven to ten dollars i mean how and you can eat healthy Right. You know, and you can be in and out of there in 15 minutes. You can't really say that with many places out there. No, you can't. You can get two of the three. You can't get all three, right? It's not fast. It may not be healthy. You pick one that you don't want. Exactly. But you get all three. You know, people don't really realize how healthy it can be. You know, Um, we have all the ingredients there to make it very healthy. We can make it moderate, moderately healthy. We can do whatever you want to do. We right. can, we, you know, the flavor. With, but it's flavorful but across it's flavorful the spectrum. No matter what, you know. And it, we also have a lot of good vegetarian options, which, which surprises people as well. Vegetarian options. Yeah, as in, you know, um, we can make just about anything vegetarian. We we use we use the black beans and some rice, and you mix that with all the cabbage and the lettuce and the guacamole, and you know, you it's still, a meal. It's a meal. You still get that flavor profile that that's uh, delicious. So wow. I'd love to have business owners in who decide to purchase a franchise to become a part of something bigger than themselves. There's a lot of reasons why you do that. Uh, in my experience, entrepreneurs do that over saying, "Okay, I'm going to start it on myself. It's my own idea, and I'm I'm just going to build this restaurant or whatever the business is." Uh-huh. I, I know. I know that not only are you a franchisee, tell me about the franchise council that Chronic Taco has within their corporate location. Absolutely. Um, About six months ago, I was was offered to become part of the franchise council. About five of us were selected. We meet uh, monthly, and we spend about a half day together. We go over new ideas, marketing, promotional stuff, um, brand development, what's working for each store, you know, maybe new vendors and so forth. And it's great because I don't know if other franchises really do that as strongly, but the size and the way we're run like a family, it really brings a lot of value to the concept. That's been going really good. I'm very happy to be a member of that because I feel like I'm able to get my opinions out there and right. get other people's feedback. And, it, and it, it's putting our brand in a better direction, I think. I think that's one of the key advantages in buying into a franchise system is not only what the franchisor can deliver to you, but what the other franchisees can, right? Can, Absolutely. Can help you. Best practices. And if it's working in their store, then can you adopt and adapt it to your store? And then giving back to the community by being on something like the franchise. Council, which is mm-hmm. taking your focus a bit away from running your business to, for the greater good of the organization, is a really valuable service that people are willing to perform to help the franchise grow. Because Chronic Taco is a is a relatively newer franchisee, sure. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we've been around for eleven years, but we haven't. We've only been franchising for about eight years. Okay, and really, just recently, we started kind of expanding outside of Southern California as well. Okay, so we have Arizona. We just opened one at the Palms in Las Vegas. Get out of town. Yeah, at the Palms. At the Palms. <laughs> so it's great. Because I'm going to Las Vegas. Yeah, I have to go by and check it out when you're there. And you know, um, no. So it's it's good to have those locations because you know people go there and they're on vacation, whatever, and they see this brand and they go home to their cities and then hopefully we'll be there soon to kind of come in there. So mm-hmm. it's a great launching pad to mm-hmm. to throw our name out there outside of Southern California as well. So how many 
people again are on the franchise advisory council? There's five or six of us. Plus, of course, we have our you know the CEO is there every single time, the director of operation, the founder. So we got some great minds that collaborate and come up with some really good ideas. So are there exciting? I know you can't share them with <laughs> us, but are there some exciting ideas coming in the future from Chronic Tacos? Yes, there are, and uh, yeah, that'll be uh, there'll be some good stuff coming up here okay. for the holidays. And the, the, like we said, the newest thing was that that catering package that we started. Doing. Okay, so that's in addition to in your store. That's something that's offered across the system. Absolutely, any local Chronic Taco can provide whatever catering needs you, whatever you need. Is Absolutely. it a fair question to ask you how many outlets of Chronic Tacos there, yeah, there are? There's 36, which actually blows people's mind because okay. even here in Southern California, there's only about 20 or so. Uh, but then, like I said, we have Arizona, Nevada, um, even a few up in the Canada area. Um, so we've, we're, we're growing. So it's a blend of company-owned stores and franchise stores? Yes. Okay. Majority franchise, but still some corporate-owned. Okay. Correct. So they started with their own system and then worked it out, got it successful, and then yeah, to grow their franchising. Exactly. It seemed to be a hot property because, as, as I mentioned off-air, and some of our loyal listeners know who were listening to the show last week. I was, I had an interview with Mike Muhammad, yeah. who's the president of Chronic Tacos, and he was at the West Coast uh, franchise show. Mm-hmm. And their, the action at their booth where they were was really, I was there on a Saturday yeah. afternoon. There was a lot of, a lot of interest around the Chronic oh, Taco great. booth. So I like hearing that. Yeah. So I, I, I think uh, that hopefully will bode well for Mike and for the system, right? Cause the more the, the name recognition gets out of them. It's an edgy name. You can't forget it, you know, but it's important for our customers to understand that it's a family friendly environment as well. You know, it really is. It's still, it's, it's very comfortable, relaxed, local vibe. And, um, it's good to hear that that, mm-hmm. that went well. So that you kind of lead me to ask you the question, who shops or who eats at <laughs> your restaurants? Uh, we get everything really. We really do. My, my, uh, area over there in Bellaterra. We have a lot of seniors in the area. They come in. They love our tacos. It's hilarious. They're so cute. They come up and they, you know, we got to guide them through how they want it. And then we get families in there. We get, you know, a lot of blue collar in the area. Um, we got a lot of construction guys. There's a, you know, a lot of development going on right there. Right. Um, some new apartments and so forth. So, um, just about anybody to answer that question. No What's joke. the best seller? You know, we, is there a best seller? There, you know, there really isn't. Okay. Um, there's a, some great choices. My favorite is the pastor, which is a sweet and spicy pork because it's really Jeez. unique to us. Oh. You know, we have delicious carne asada, oh. carnitas, <laughs> a mahi mahi. You know, we do we do everything there. That's what's great about it. It's it's not limited your selections. You can get just about anything you can imagine for Mexican food. Uh-huh. We make it. Wow. So. Oh, that sounds so good, man. I tell you. It's uh what is it here? It's about 4:35 uh on the afternoon and so for those of you that are listening to us live, you may be feeling a little hunger pains just as Caleb <laughs> And I'm talking with, should do that, Caleb Walker, who owns Chronic Tacos in Huntington Beach. We're talking about his franchise, the relationship to Chronic Tacos, and the market that he's in. We're going to take our commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. We come back. I've got some other questions. You can stay around for a little bit longer? Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after these words from our commercial sponsors. Stuff to the left, got enough stuff, but I can't take a step. So I smart stopped and took a minute to think. I need a little better spot, not under the sea. With smart stop, I leave the stress at the door. This is the smarter way to store. Smart stop bucks the system. Your first month's rent is just a buck. Your next three months are half off. Call 888-97-STORAGE and mention this station. Goodbye clutter, hello floors. Smart stop, the smarter way to store. 
This is the sound of a flat-screen television hurled off a building. Now the new bike your kid wants. These are the things you could have all cast into oblivion. Because when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have bought with it. Use Energy Star light bulbs and appliances, and you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. There's something happening out there today. All across America, we're seeing encouraging signs of economic recovery. Businesses are once again thinking about new growth, and new opportunities are emerging. But it raises the question, is your company positioned to take full advantage of the economic recovery and the opportunities it presents? Maybe it's time to ask, how has the recession impacted your business model? Is your business as relevant as it once was? Should you consider entering new markets or expanding into new categories? And what do customers really value about their relationship with you? The golden thread through all these questions and the answer to each and every one of them can be found in just one place. Your brand. It's much deeper than your logo and much bigger than your advertising. Your brand is the enabler of your entire business strategy. Rikas Baird is a brand strategy firm that can help. They specialize in business branding. They've helped hundreds of companies from startups to Fortune 500 leverage their brands to drive growth. They can do the same for yours. It's really quite simple. Find out more, just visit brandingbusiness.com. That's www.brandingbusiness.com. And plant the seed for economic growth. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. I'd like to thank the loyal listeners who listen to the program as podcasts. Over the past 30 days, you've downloaded over 12,000 episodes of Critical Mass Radio Shows, and we do truly appreciate your continued support. All of our podcasts can be found on Apple iTunes, Stitcher, as well as a variety of other podcasting services, as also our own website, which is Critical Mass for FOR business.com. I'm talking with Caleb Walker. He is the owner of Chronic Tacos that's located here in Huntington Beach, Southern California. He's a franchise partner of Chronic Tacos, which corporate headquarters is here in Orange County, and they have stores throughout the Southwest with expansion plans to go further into the U.S. Yes. based on demand. And and for those of you that know that I had the president of Chronic Taco on uh, last week on the show, uh, great growth plans and a lot of interest around the Chronic Taco name. Tell me a little bit as an owner of your own store, what's your philosophy for how you're running that and training your employees and kind of building your brand in the market? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's very important to treat your employees as you treat your customers with total respect and like, you know, family and friendship. That's my general philosophy as well as towards the customers. I have a, a, a very uh, strict thing that I, you know, portray to my employees is 
always respond yes we can to any to okay. any request it's so it's so simple i learned this my my first in my first restaurant job when i was 18 years old it stuck with me it really did and i feel like it really helped me get far in restaurants and it's simple but basically if whenever a customer has any request, as silly, as odd as it may be, you answer, yeah. You make it happen for them. And I, I feel like that's what customers are, are, are expect and, and deserve, you know, this day and age. So it always blows my mind when you go somewhere and they don't respond that way, you know? Right. So, so I'm, and I'm there every, five or six days a week, you know, making burritos, you know, running the cash register, running around cleaning. I'm able to set that example and, um, well, I know that you have a hands-on philosophy. I mean, talk to me about a typical day for you then. Yeah, no problem. Um, I show up around 8.30 or 9 o'clock, make sure everything is kind of detail clean, you know, to my liking. Okay. That's the, important. It is. It is. Um, the closers bef- a night before might have missed a couple of things. It's a little darker. Things might not have shown. So I'm doing the final touches on the glass. I'm doing all those little things. I do about 20 minutes on that just, just to make myself feel really comfortable knowing my customers when they come in are going to see a really clean environment. Next thing I do, I just make sure all the simple things are set up. You know, there's plenty of change in the register. Do I need to go to the bank? You know, real the real general stuff. Um, then I break my guys a little bit before the lunch rush. So they're ready. They're fed. They got the energy. Mm. And then I'm out there for the lunch rush, you know, running the line with them. And it, I feel that's a huge value that you don't see enough anymore. You I know? agree. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that, but I'm kind of sh- surprised in some ways that you're doing that. Yeah, it's I love it. You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's easy to say to do that. But uh-huh. if you don't enjoy it, then why would you do it? You right. know? But I really do enjoy it, and, and and I love the energy it gives me. And I really, I do, I like connecting with my customers. I do. I, I have a lot of fun. Do they know you're the owner? They do. Yeah, I'd say about ninety percent of them do, and they see the sincerity in my face when I'm there. So if they don't, then my this guy might be a little too young to be the owner. He looks a little young. Are you the owner? Because you seem like you really enjoy what you're doing. You know, uh-huh. I get that a lot. I'm like, actually, yeah, I am. I, I do enjoy what I'm doing. You uh-huh. know, so it's fun. That is great. I mean, that's great street cred too. I think for the people who work the line as well to know that you're willing to be there with them, serving. And modeling the behavior. I call it tone at the top, right? Like so if they see how you're managing and handling your clients, that shows them how they need to handle it. I think that's the strongest way to get the culture right is to model the behavior from the leadership. Sure. And you're doing that. You're wa- you're walking the talk, right? Absolutely. I think it's very important. I think that's powerful. So tell, tell me a little bit more about your store in Huntington Beach. How big is it? What's the investment that's required to sure. get started with Chronic Tacos? In this area, you're going to be investing probably the $250,000 to $400,000 range, you know, all in, including the franchise fee, that which comes with a month of support and training, all the equipment necessary and everything. And you really only need about 1,100 to 1,500 square foot place. You don't need a giant place. And of course, you know, it's all about the location, of course, but, um, it's a lot of money, but you, if you get that location and you put your own, you know, blood and sweat in there, you could start seeing some return pretty quickly. Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's another reason why people, I think, buy franchises as well. You're going to have that level of investment, whether you do it greenfield on your own or you go into a franchise system. And my thought is if you're going into a franchise system, you're getting training 
you're getting systems that work. You're, a lot of questions are answered that you don't even know you don't know, right? Yeah. They, they, you don't even know what you need to ask, and they're already telling you the answers to questions, which I think gets you to the, up the ramp and the learning curve a lot faster. It is. If, if you're like myself and you're not necessarily a chef-minded you know, person, you're not a creative menu designer and mm-hmm. all that, you know, and it might be a little risky to go out there and open up your own concept, you right. know, and you, like you said, you don't have someone holding your hand. Right. guiding you along the way. Right. And, you know, as long as you have some experience and some customer service ability, you can make it happen with the way we're structured so as a franchisee. Are you thinking about a second location? I am, definitely. I'm, I'm keeping my eyes open. I have I have a broker, you know, notified me if anything comes up, um, that ideal spot. And I, I really would like to partner with somebody so they can be the me at the new store. And okay. I could, you know, I could pop right. in there and spend about 20% of my time there and keep about 80% over at Bellaterra uh-huh. because I do see the value in that. So without giving away secrets to finding the location, I'm always curious. Everybody's heard location, location, location. What? What have you learned being in this industry now about how do you size up a good location from one that isn't the right location? How do you know the right location when you see it? It's tough. It is. There's no doubt about that. And you're you're gonna. There's some risk involved, but you know, having a strong brand name behind you is is huge. And, and if you look at the place and you go, you know what? There was no real brand recognition with that place. Maybe it didn't do well. You know, if you were taking over a restaurant that had failed, right. You know, the same spot. I would assume that's most of the time what happens. Most of the time that's what happens because otherwise you have to go in and you have to change the plumbing around and everything. So it's really important to find a location that was a former restaurant. And so you got to kind of weigh that out and go, you know what? They didn't do well, but, you know, this is why and this is it. And a lot of it is, you know, really it's about the brand name that you come with and then about being there yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. And is it good to be near other restaurants? I, I feel so. You do? I feel I really do. I, I don't be afraid of competition. Embrace it because Ooh, yeah, there really you go. Good. Ring the gong. There's a learning moment. Thank you. It's true. Um, where I am, I'm sur- I have two bigger restaurants right next. In, I'm in between. I'm literally sandwiched with them. But it's funny because you get all your your office guys and they come and they just kind of head that way. They might not have even decided what their stomach's telling them. Okay, but there's or, choice there. There's choice. And they go, you know, and then they get closer and their spicy stomach kicks in and they come on <laughs> into chronic tacos, right? Yeah. That's what I love. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't worry about that. Obviously, you don't want to be right next door to two or three other Mexican places if you're the Mexican place, obviously. But don't be afraid of some other competition. Hmm. Yeah. So tell me again your physical location in Huntington Beach because we have a large segment of our audience that listens in Orange County as well as around the country. But for those of us lucky enough to be in Orange County and near Huntington Beach, tell me your location again. Yeah, absolutely. We're on Edinger, really close to Beach Boulevard on the outskirts of the uh, Bellaterra Shopping Center. We have our own parking. You can whip in and out of there. Um, There's a new apartment building that was just built literally right across the parking lot from me. That's good. Um, We're next to a corner bakery and a payway. Uh, like I said, we're in between those two giants, which is great, but right. we have a great relationship. Those are three great brands, right? They really are. So, really strong brands. Yeah. So I would think how people could become, and I don't mean to sound wrong with this, but trained to go there to eat because yeah. they're going to get a good choice, a good meal, whatever they decide on that given day. Absolutely. So everybody wins by that. Then, <laughs> right? That's true. All right. Anything else you'd like to say to our audience, Caleb, before we say thanks for being a part of the program? I No, I just appreciate the being able to be on the air with you. 
it's wonderful to have. I too own a franchise. I own a franchise in my mastermind group. I am part of an international organization of people that work with CEOs and business owners and entrepreneurs. And I connect to franchisees because I see a lot of value in a franchisor. They give me a lot of great stuff. But the relationship I have with my peer franchisees for me gives me even more experience and places to go to ask questions. Sometimes it's lonely when you own a business. <laughs> it's nice to be able to pick up the phone or send an email to somebody who's in the same spot as you, sure. maybe a little bit further along as far as experience. Absolutely. Man, the things they can tell you can make things a lot easier. It can. Yeah, answer a lot of questions. I, I've, I've found that out great. myself. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's been wonderful having you here. It's a great brand. I'm glad that we could speak about Chronic Tacos two weeks in a row, and thanks for coming in and being a friend of the program. Thank you. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank our engineer from today, Paul Roberts, who engineered another pretty flawless show. Our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. Our producer is Rachel Franzi. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Decision Toolbox, Succession Strategies, Smart Stop Self Storage, and Smart Business Magazine for supporting our program. Uh, This is your host, Rick Franzi, saying until the next time we have a chance to talk, here's hoping that all of your decisions will move your business in a positive direction. You've been listening to Critical Mass, the radio show right here on Orange County's only community radio station, OCTalkRadio.net.